Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about unity, not equality in marriage. Sounds like a good one. Uh, recently, uh, Paige and I have been taking a marriage, what would you call it, a marriage enhancement class? Uh, okay, sure. St- strengthening marriage Strengthening class. marriage class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> marriage enhancement. I like that too, though. <laughs> I don't know how you do marriage enhancement. But, <laughs> but we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> and in, in the latest class that we had uh, this last week, it talked about equality and unity. Yes, which is an interesting thing to talk about in marriage, right? I mean, I think people think that there should be equality in marriage. Everything should be equal. Never going to happen. No, it's it's not. And in today's society, equality means everyone's doing the same. Right. We're sharing every single chore, task, money, right? We're sharing yeah. equally. Not going to happen. Well, and I thought it was interesting in the class. We talked about that, and I like the word unity better than equality. Yeah, definitely. Yes, we need to be unified in a marriage, not worry so much about the equality that's happening. Yeah, well, well, I did this, so they have to do that. Or with scorekeeping, do you remember? Yes. We talked about this before. Yes, who's keeping score, right? (laughs) Who's keeping score? And who's winning? Who's winning? Paige is always winning. She proved that in axe throwing last night. Oh, yes. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, yeah, you and I see that you put on our little um, outline here that one of the greatest stumbling blocks in marital satisfaction is sharing leadership. Oh, I, I think that's the number one. This was out of this little booklet that we're using for our marriage class. Yeah, they surveyed 20,000 um, couples. Mm-hmm. Um, these uh, marriage and family therapists, 20,000 couples, and they found 10 top things that um, disrupt a marriage relationship. And three of the top 10 were all about sharing leadership. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's really interesting. When you think about it, because the world has been pushing so hard on everything needs to be equal in a marriage, then, well, then who's in charge? Well, and it needs to be no one's controlling me, right? My spouse isn't controlling me. So I need to be, you know, I need to be my own person. And which, yes, you do. You do. But, but we get, we get um, tied up in the semantics and not, you know. Well, and I love the way that they approached this. They said, and I'm going to read a quote here. It said, neither man nor woman is perfect or complete without the other. No marriage is likely to reach its fullest potential until husbands and wives work together in unity of purpose, respecting and relying upon each other's strengths. So mm-hmm. I love this because when you focus on each other's strengths, you'll quickly find that your spouse's strengths will cover your weaknesses. Then right. you, you don't have to worry about those weaknesses anymore because they're covered. Yeah. Right. And so focusing on the strengths that you bring together into the relationship we really saw now that's unity. So we can get rid of that ugly word equality 
um, because there is an equality in a, in a marriage. If there is, then you're both the same. Right. How boring would that be? Very boring. Very boring. Definitely. So yeah, but sharing leadership, right? Kids, money, sex, working inside and outside of the home. These are all things that I think there's a constant struggle with who's, you know, in charge, who's in control, who's, you know. Now throw a blended family into that and what do you have? A mess. A mess. <laughs> a total mess, right? Because, I mean, and we've t- we talked about this before, when you're single and then you get thrown into a family, all of a sudden you're sharing decisions. Right. And when we talk about leadership, we're really talking about decision-making and, and, you know, things like that. Right. So one of the things I really liked about what we learned about was that when we walk side by side, not one in front of the other, respecting each other and appreciating each other for the things that we bring to the relationship, then we can show an increased amount of love. And I, I think that's key. I think people forget that. I think you're right. And you know, we already mentioned in the first section, strengths, weaknesses, right? We've got to build on those and help each other instead of I don't know what the right word is. Pointing out your spouse's yes, weaknesses. Pointing them out or trying to take away their strength because you want that equality. Well, I'm trying to give a good example. Do you have a good oh, example? I got a great example. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, one of my weaknesses is not seeing my socks on the floor. We go back to the socks on the floor thing. And this was actually, this actually works out really well. <laughs> I feel like I, socks on the floor, socks on the floor. <laughs> Feeling kind of bad with my socks on the floor. Okay, anyway, continue. Go. Sorry, I, just, I don't know why that so, was in my head. I don't even see it. So one of my weaknesses is I don't see details. I don't see, I will step over something in going up the stairs instead of picking it up and taking up the stairs. And I would have to say, I mean, I, I'm not big on stereotypes or generalizations, but I would have to say that, in general, that's a man brain thing. They're not purposely trying to say, well, I'm just not going to pick that up. They literally, I, I, I mean, from my experience, they just don't see it. They no, really I, don't. I don't. Or they just don't think about seeing it. Like they see it, but they don't think, huh, I wonder what that is. I should put that away. Like it's just, yeah. So I think a lot of spouses think, well, I need to point out my spouse's weaknesses so they can improve it. Right? You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't. Well, I did, but it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Um, No. Instead, you just saw, well, that's a weakness that he has. I'm going to do it. And it's not a problem anymore. It's not a problem at all anymore. And I'm not saying that you you never miss the laundry basket, because occasionally you do. Doesn't bother me anymore. Like we've both evolved past it. So I think this is a small thing, but if you look at it in the big aspect, right? Now you look at the traits of your spouse, and if you're always looking at their weaknesses, you're going to find them and you're going to find them all over. Absolutely. If you're looking for the bad in someone, it's there. You will find it. For and, sure. And if you focus on that weakness, then your relationship is built on weakness, not on strength. Right. So another great example of this is one of my kids. Um, they had a really 
um, strength of reading, but they were weak in math, mm-hmm. right? Math, math was one of their weaknesses. And we tried everything until something dawned on me. What if we just focus on his strengths? So what is his strength? Reading. So I bought him books on the history of mathematics. And guess what happened? His math scores started to go up because he could devour text. Right. But it was so when we focus on the strengths of our spouse, it will start to cover their weaknesses as well as a couple. We become stronger and become more of than just the sum of our weaknesses or even the sum of all of our strengths. And when we say weaknesses, it can be little things like leaving your socks on the floor. I don't know. That's a weakness. Well, the weakness would be, I don't see details. Right. Yes. So yeah, just, it's these little things that if you really pay attention to all these little things that drive you crazy, um, you've got to figure out without being a nag and without, um, it's going to destroy your relationship if you just pick, 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 right? Right. And then it becomes the person that you're picking at just gets defensive about it the whole time, right? And so it just starts this, this decline of your relationship. So you have to figure out, how can I help my spouse with their weakness? And, well, and one, way to, one way to do that is just to focus on your own strengths and ask for help with your strength that you know will, that they can, that they can right. help with their weakness. Well, and we haven't talked, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but we didn't talk about how I how you started picking up your socks, right? We haven't talked about no, that. No, no, we so haven't. So you would leave your socks on the floor. It would drive me crazy. And I would, you know, pick them up being like, why can't he? I mean, literally, it's a foot away from the hamper. Like, <laughs> seriously? And, you know, or they're beside the bed or whatever. And, I'm, and I would sit every time I would go, I don't, I don't understand. How hard is this to just get your socks in the hamper, right? I had this negative feeling every time I saw this. And... Then I started thinking about all the things that you do for me. You do so many things for me. So many. I could seriously write them down. And then I started thinking, why is it a big deal if I pick up his socks? He does X, Y, and Z for me and doesn't say, hey, Paige, I did this for you. So I had to change my attitude and go, you know what? I'm happy to pick up his socks. Who cares if he leaves his socks right here? Big deal that I have to pick up his socks. Who cares? Happy to do it. You know, I think that goes into that respect because it talks about in, in the class um, a spec, respect and appreciation. Right. Right. Um, and if you're focusing on the things that your spouse brings to the relationship, not, oh, well, I do all of this, but what they bring to the relationship, right. then it's going to change your attitude. And with me, um, when you started saying, oh, thank you for doing all these things, I was like, you know what? I can do, I can get more praise from you <laughs> by picking up my socks. No, I, I, I don't know. It just kind of changed the whole attitude. And yes. I think what happened with us um, after that was we see um, managing the home, managing the kids, the money, the, everything that we do together as a, that it's our responsibility right. together. Right. Right, that we need to work together to get things done, and that's just the that's just the way it goes. Yeah. 
So we, we had a big shift in our relationship. It, it went from a lot of negatives to more positives. Because instead of looking at those socks and going, oh, he did it again. I just went, no problem to pick those socks up. Because now when I see the socks, I think, wow, he, you know, all those things he does for me. Like I shifted it to seeing a positive instead of a negative. And then you just started picking up your socks. I hardly ever pick up your socks anymore. Well, if you need to feel more appreciation for me, I can leave my socks on the floor. Oh, somewhere. that is so <laughs> sweet. You are a giver. I wow. Know I am. Well, it, you know, all this stuff that we're talking about reminds me of like a basketball team. One of the greatest basketball teams in history was the Chicago Bulls. And it wasn't just because of Michael Jordan, right? It was because the team respected each other um, maybe not loved each other, but they right. appreciated what each person brought to the team. Right. And that's why you you have people like LeBron James now that can't be on a team as successful as, you know, the Chicago Bulls because he hasn't surrounded himself by teammates that he can rely on and respect and appreciate. So in a marriage, not everyone's going to be the star. Everyone has different roles, and it shifts around depending on the circumstances that we're in. Which is totally fine, as long as I'm the star 80% of the time. That's right. Okay, so now we're going to talk about roles, more specific. We've been talking kind of in generalizations, right? Weaknesses, strengths. Um, things like that. Now we're going to talk about specific roles that we have in our marriage. Well, we, we, we started saying, well, ultimately we're both responsible for everything in the house. Right. That laundry's done, that bills are paid, that we're making enough money to pay the mortgage. Right. That the kids, you know, are good people in society. Right. We're both responsible for that. But we can't just both go around saying, well, we're both in charge. I, it's, no, that actually causes more friction in a relationship when you don't have things kind of clearly defined. It actually causes more problems because then the ball gets dropped. And so you do have to have things. Um, I don't want to say assigned. Not assigned, but we do, have, we do have different roles that we play. And sometimes we need help in those roles, but we still do have... Roles. And like I said, I, I, I remember in my first marriage, we went to marriage counseling and the counselor specifically said, if your roles aren't clearly defined, then you start to resent each other. Balls are being dropped. Things aren't getting done because you're not exactly sure who's doing what. Right? That is a problem. So there has to be some... Um, I don't know what the right word is. Some roles. Oh, Some yeah, roles, that's yeah. the best. But at the same time, let's say that you're having a rough week and one of your roles is paying the bills. Mm -hmm. And I thank see that you're Goodness, having, that is not one yeah, of my roles. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that you're having a rough week. Yes. Or maybe even a rough month. Yes. And or a rough year. Or things are crazy <laughs> or whatever. There's no reason why I can't come in and say, let me take that. Let me take care of the bills for this year. But even more important, the person that's having the rough time needs to be able to communicate with their spouse. Hey, I need help because we can't ex just expect our partner to 
um, be that in tune to us, even though that's the goal, but we can't expect that. So we have to be able to communicate well with each other and go to them and say, hey, I'm struggling. I need your help. So communication involves words being spoken. Yes. <laughs> because or written down. Or, or <laughs> Be careful about writing them down. Make sure you rip them up and throw them in the fire. If, so as not to be used later. Yeah, used later. <laughs> But so let's let's talk about some one okay. of one of the interesting ones is laundry in our house. That's interesting. Laundry oh, well, laundry is anything but interesting. No, it's an interesting <laughs> role because ultimately we're both responsible for it. But you take that role because of something that happened. You are not allowed to touch the laundry. Yeah, she won't let me touch the laundry because no. I destroyed a whole batch of laundry. You what? did. Nine and that, years ago. That did not go over well at all. Like me calling you out on it. You were mad. You were like, I'm like, you just literally turned, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of whites to pinks. And I was like, why did you do that? Why would you put something red in with the whites? And you were mad because it was, it was in the midst of a... It was a midst of a has, flu, stomach flu outbreak. And I was... You were taking care of everyone. I was taking care of everyone so and cleaning up soiled let's just put it soiled yes. clothes <laughs> you felt unappreciated when i said that you felt very unappreciated when i was like darren i cannot believe you just ruined all this laundry so that goes into something interesting as well when someone takes over a role that you have been doing for some time uh-huh and they're not doing it to your satisfaction, satisfaction or even <laughs> Even it's getting done, but maybe it's not being done as efficiently. Right. Or just the way that you do it. Or just the way yeah. that you do it. You, you got to back off. I mean, yeah, you, you got to let your pride just go aside. Now, with the red clothes, that's a whole nother thing. That is, I mean, come I on. destroyed them. <laughs> they weren't destroyed. They were, they were just, pink. They were pink. They were pink. Everything was pink. And we wanted to have pink things. And you know what? And now I've learned over time, that was years ago, year, yeah, nine like years eight, ago. nine years ago. Um, what I've learned is that, of course, I was very sick, so I wasn't in my right mind either. But oh, Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, thanks. Um, I should not have said anything in that moment, because it was in the moment where you were taking care of everybody, you were stressed, I was sick, that was not the right time. So later, I could have addressed it better, right? And, and in a very, you know... Okay, you know, in a funny way, I guess you're not going to be doing the laundry. Cause... <laughs> I'm still not doing the laundry. No, he's still nine years later. He does not do the laundry. He does not touch the laundry. And no, that's okay. I do, I do help you when you're standing there and you say, I need, I need laundry baskets moved. Oh, I of need course. Stuff moved out of the washer. No, if dryer. I go, if I start walking into the laundry room, you'll say, Oh, do you want me to change the laundry? Like, I mean, no, you're always there willing to help. Well, and I think that's an important part because yes. ultimately, we are responsible for getting the laundry done. Right. Right, ultimately. But yes. you, at this point in time, are um, in charge. I don't know what the right word is. Well, it's just my role. I, have, I, to, I do the laundry, right? right? I do the laundry. And we, we have a few roles that, that kind of are fluid. What would, what, I, we didn't talk about this beforehand. What is a role, Darren? Uh, he, th this is a test. This is only a test. Oh, no. <laughs> What is what what is a role that is fluid in our house? Yard work. Yeah, we both do yard work. That's not the one I was thinking of. But yes, I, I actually love going outside and I doing, hate yard, doing work. yard work. And I don't mind it at all. I like to be outside. Yeah. Um and when we go outside, I do all of the you do all the 
what would you call just it? more of the details detailed stuff yeah i do all of the, the bulk. like you blow and i do yeah. all the bulk stuff like yeah. remove trees yes and, and i like i do weeding and planting flowers and but things like we that, also but. get to work together on that so yes. what's another one i, I don't know cooking yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cooking is a fluid role in our house. I mean, right now, you probably cook cook ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Maybe ninety five even. Well, and I don't mind it. I know you don't, but in a couple months, it could shift back to me. You know, depending kind of on your work schedule. I mean, we have gone all over the place with cooking in our house since we've been married. Yeah. I used to do a hundred. You used to do none. Then it was probably 50-50. It's been 64. I mean, it's been all over. It's a fluid role. Well, and I think that's what's important to understand. When you get stuck into roles and things are starting to fall apart, you've got to be able to readjust and, and shift some things around. And it may be for a period of time that one spouse is doing more than the other. Right. Because maybe the other is having a really hard time. Yeah. And if you're just sitting there complaining... And saying, why are they so lazy or just focusing on their weaknesses? They will stay in that bad situation for a really long time. Yes. So both of you have to have a different attitude. I mean, so when you cook, sometimes I'm in there helping you, but I'm always the cleaner upper. Oh, yeah. Always. You know, I totally appreciate that. Well, I'll clean dishes any day if I don't have to cook. Like, <laughs> please. And so we... We still are both, no one's sitting on the couch just watching the other person work. It's, I mean, we're both well, helping even out. even on Father's Day, I hate sitting. You go, no, go sit down. And <laughs> I'm like. Drives you crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. But yeah, so, so we, so that cooking role is fluid, but it's not, it's not an issue in our home because it's fluid. Because I mean, sometimes fluid roles can be an issue. It's not in our home. right now well another really big one is um is finances supporting the family you take on that role and i am happy for you to do that well thank this is, you this is a big problem in society as a whole right now because things are so fluid on you know who's the bread earner you have two bread earners now whose job is more important right you know there's lots of lots of craziness that goes on with all that darren your job is more important. I'm going to give it to you. I do. I mean, I think people that listen to this. Well, maybe this, I'm tired of working. No, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're not. I don't know if people know that listen to this. Most of them probably know, but I do have a business. DaisyBlossomCreation.com. DaisyBlossomCreation on Etsy. Um, and I do work probably four days out of the week. I am working on Daisy. Um it makes about a tenth of what Darren does right now. Maybe a twentieth. Maybe a twentieth. <laughs> yes, right now. but okay. it has in the past. It has. We. It has been a money maker for us in the past, but we toned it down so that I didn't lose my mind. Yep. Um, and and that's important too because a twentieth really is it only a twentieth? <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about that. Too much. Um, okay. So. At the time when Daisy Blossom was blossoming. Yes. Right, DaisyBlossomCreations.com. Sorry. <laughs> on Etsy. On Etsy. Um, when, it was, when it was really going crazy, I was, I was looking at you, and you were having a hard time keeping up with it. And I said, you know what? Let's move it out of the house. Let's get a storage facility. 
a warehouse. Let's do production there. Let's hire a manager. Let's make this a real company. And I was like, hold on there, cowboy. And it took me a good three or four months to realize. Because I just saw this is a great business that we can kick off. I'm looking at long-term retirement. I, my brain was like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is going to be. And I had to step back and, and say, I need to pay attention to my wife and what her strengths are and focus on her strengths instead of trying to force her into something that she had no desire and she doesn't have the strengths for. No. And I actually had, that was when I had like a little, I had like a little mental breakdown for several months and you took over just about everything in our life at that point. And I appreciate that. If I, I think I've told you this before, but again, thank Thank you. You were, you were there for me. You had my back as you always do. And yeah, so that wasn't what I could do. That wasn't what. And it, it, I had to realize that. Yes. It took you a while. Right. And that wouldn't have put us in a very strong position. Nope. Right. So we're in a much stronger position Yep. now because I stepped back and, and said, okay, you know, what is Paige's strength? And we focused on her strength and Daisy is back to exactly where we want it to be. Yep. Um, it makes me happy. It gives me something to do. It brings in a little bit of money. some extra spending money. Yep. It's not the multi-million dollar dynasty I was trying to form. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> well, and this really goes into um, decision making. This really goes into, all right, well, how do we make decisions then around all these roles? Because we have roles at, at certain times, but all those roles involve decision making. Yes. Um, so when, and this was fascinating because we took a little quiz. Yep. When do we involve our spouse in making decisions? So in our, cl- in our marriage little class on Sunday, they asked us to discuss with each other what is the number, what is the money amount of money that you feel like each of you can spend on your own without having to consult with your spouse. And now somebody might th- listen to this right now and go, well, that's ridiculous. I should never have to. It's our money, blah, blah, blah. No, I firmly believe that there should be um, unless it's a surprise, unless it's a one-off, right? A one-off is different. You been, you would have been really mad if I bought you a car for your 50th birthday. I would have been mad. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would have. But see, I knew that, so I didn't yes. do it. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah, I was like, so we have, we had a number, right? We yeah, already we had a number before this class. We've actually talked about it before. Like, right. what's the number that we can buy or spend or whatever without going, you know what? I need to talk to Darren about that and make sure that he's on board with me. And I don't think that's a controlling thing. You're not asking permission, right? I think some people are like, well, why should I have to ask permission? It's not asking permission. It is, this is our money. And if we're going to be spending a chunk of it, we both need to agree on that, right? Right, absolutely. Well, and, and another part of that is it was interesting in the class because there's, what, five or six other couples in there. Uh-huh. Um, and one thing was brought up on giving your spouse an allowance. Yeah. I'm sorry, my head blew up because I don't understand that. <laughs> that I feel, and that works for some people. It does, but that would not work for us. No, because in my mind, that's a controlling thing. Like you make the money and you're saying, here, Paige, 
here's your amount you get to spend it's, of my money. So I feel like if you're giving me an amount now, I, I, know, I know other people that do this and they sat down together and said, okay, let's do a household budget. And because the the maybe the stay-at-home spouse is in charge of the household, then okay, we've agreed that this is the amount we're going to spend on the household budget. And that person is in charge of that. But for the husband or the wife that is making the bulk of the money to say, I'm going to give you an allowance of this is what you can it's spend. super controlling. I, I, well, I feel like that is. That may work for other couples, but yeah, you me, and I you and I both know that that would not work no, in our to me, relationship. To me, that's controlling. And we talked about- If you told, you you already know the consequences, or not the consequences. The consequences. I should not say, that's, that's a terrible word that I just used. Can you, can you delete that out, honey? No, <laughs> I'm leaving that in. But- The consequence, did you guys hear that? The consequences. <laughs> But no, you know that if you said, Paige, you can spend $100, you know, on this, what would I do? You go spend $200. <laughs> yes, I would, because I'd be like, oh, really? <laughs> but Which is a terrible attitude to have. Well, so when we've had conversations, and, and we just had one recently, because we spent a lot of money during this COVID time <sighs> on doing things around the house. I think everyone and their dog did, because Lowe's and Home Depot were packed. Um, so we both, I, you know, I showed you how much money we've been spending. You went, what? So Yeah, because you're the one that pays the bills. And so, yeah, we're sitting there and, and I, it, finances came up and you were like, yeah, you know, we really need to get control. And I was like, oh, we haven't been spending it. We haven't even got, so, we yeah. haven't, I was like, we haven't gone on any trips or anything. So I showed you and, and you went, oh, so we and you need what? to, together, we, yes. We showed, I didn't say, well, you spent too much. You've never done that. I just said, never. this is how much money we spent. And you go, yep. where'd we spend it? And I said, well, we spent it on gro- on groceries and on home repair, which was like this. Yes. And, and she goes, oh. And I was so glad that we sat down and had that chat because I was like, wow, you know what? We do need to buckle up here. And well, and this is where I think together sharing information Yes. Is that's the key. Right. And a lot of people control their relationship by controlling information. Right. Whether it's how much money we're spending or bank accounts that we have or retirement accounts, which is why I don't know why you wouldn't share those with your spouse. Or um, maybe email, email passwords aren't shared, whatever it is. Anytime you're hiding information, you're controlling. Yes. And that's not good. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's not good. It's not good for your relationship at all. So let's talk about, besides money, what other decisions do we typically make? Because you can't come to me and say, you know what, I I don't know. <laughs> this sounds silly. Here's a new piece of clothing I haven't seen before. I don't know how to do the laundry. We should make a decision together. <laughs> that would be silly. <laughs> yes, that would. So, But I know couples that won't do anything unless they check with their spouse first. Well, and our marriage moderator, I guess we can call them people in charge of the class, he made a comment that he was talking to a couple and the wife had made, I can't remember the story, but anyway, the wife had been asked to go on a walk or something. It was during the day. And the wife said, well, I'm going to have to go ask my husband if I can go on a walk. And he was like, mind blown. What? You have to ask your husband if you can go on a walk? That seems a little crazy, right? That not every little decision... That seems like you're taking people's free agency away. Or- so, so when do when do you have to make a decision together as a couple? What, what is that? 
I think that that's that only you and your spouse can decide that together, right? Well, like, I think there's are, some guidelines, though, aren't there? Okay, what are some guidelines? Well, if the decision you're making affects you and your spouse together. Yes. So, for example, where we live, right? Yeah. Like, if we decide we're going to move, that would be a decision we make together. Or me, or me changing my job. Yes, that would be. Ultimately, that is your decision, I do feel, because you're the one that is the one working in it. But we would we would talk about it and discuss it for sure together. Well, yeah, so that yes. would be something we discuss right. Um, together, right? But decisions that affect you and your spouse or you and the family, those decisions need to be made together so that you're showing unity. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Discipline of kids, that's something that you... Oh, this one's so tough. Right? It is tough. We, I would say most of our... Darren and I get along almost perfectly. The only times that we really have issues is when it comes to... Disciplining children. Disciplining children. Well, just not even disciplining. Not even disciplining. It's Discipline. the agreement on, on how to discipline and interact with our children. Yeah. And this is especially difficult in a blended family. Because there's been a way that I have been raising my children right before we got married. Yep. And my ex and I came up with that way of raising children. Right. Now you're bringing in another yep. opinion. Yes. And the children, I feel bad for the children because now they're having this conflict. Right. You're trying to align. Right. And this is where the concept of nacho kids came in which I think is the most horrible, whoever the family therapist that came up with that should be taken out wait, wait, and wait, have wait, their wait, license wait, taken away. I'm like, careful, honey, careful, honey. I didn't say anything bad. <laughs> they should have their license taken away because all you do is you're driving wedges in between your relationships. So if you don't know what that means, nacho kid means this is not my kid. Therefore, I'm not going to discipline. I'm just gonna only I'm gonna going basically to basically ignore them. Yes, Anything that has to do with helping or um, it's, it's de developing this child, I'm, I have nothing to do with Like, you literally will just have to wait until your parent is around. It's kind of crazy. Um, to me, that's, first off, it's a shame because it, it makes the ch child feel worthless to the right. step-parent. Yes. And I feel like it gives them kind of an open door to be disrespectful to their step-parent. Well, you're not... You're not in. You're, you're not doing, my parent, right? Um, so, so, but I want to talk for a second about yeah. the decision making with discipline. Like, even recently, you and I have had some issues regarding this, and it's tough when when your spouse is saying something to one of the kids that you don't agree with. Yep. So this is tough because you don't want to undermine the other parent in front of the child. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think, and what I said to you recently was, but I also don't want this to child the relationship. I don't want this child to think that I am agreeing one hundred percent with what you're doing right now because I don't. So it is a fine line that you have to walk there sometimes, and this is with blended families and not blended families. Correct. Right. When your spouse is disciplining your child in a way that you do not agree with. It's important that you talk about it. It's very important, but you have to be careful in front of the child 
what you're communicating to them. What are they seeing? Are they seeing unity? Well, maybe you don't want them to see exact unity in that moment. It's tough. I'm just saying, we don't have the answer to this. We're still working through this. We are, but I think the key point here is that you are showing love towards them. What they're getting from their parent might be different, but in the end, the results should be the same. So you and your spouse need to go talk about it and yes. then show a united front afterwards. Right, and say, hey, we have talked. And, and You and don't even need to say we have talked. You could just say, hey, you know, let's, let's relook at this and, right. and do that. And it's okay that you make a mistake in disciplining. It is okay, and it is and it's so— it's going to happen. It's crucial that you apologize yeah, to the child. you can say, hey— Yep. Let's relook at this. Let's look at it a different way. Yep. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. And, and that's tough. That's I I know yeah. that's really tough for you. Yeah. Um to say that to the kids. Absolutely. And it is hard. It is hard, but I think it's important for our kids to see that we as parents make mistakes and listen, that was a mistake. And so anyway, but because the ultimate goal is to make your relationship stronger. Exactly. Right? Um, that's your ultimate goal because if you make your relationship stronger, then raising your children becomes much easier. So remember, in all of this, your relationship with your spouse is first. Number one. Numero uno. Primero. Okay, I don't know any <laughs> <Yeah>. others. <laughs> Okay, so our lemonade moment of the week has to do with uh, a little scare we had with Darren. A little scare. I think you were more scared than I was. I was. You had a little growth on your head. Yeah, right, and, right here. Yep. And we were wondering, is it cancerous? Is it not? You went and it's been there for it's been there for years, but it just started growing. Right. So you know, so we went in. They did a biopsy. They burned it off. It was ugly. Oh, it was looking. nasty, nasty looking. And the good news is, is I, it was a wart. I no longer have a wart on my forehead, so now I can shave my head, and I'm going to look really sexy. Okie dokie. Because <laughs> I don't have a big old wart there you anymore. You have some other things on your head, though. That <laughs> I like those, though. Those moles are nice. You would look very sexy bald, though, babe. You're right. So the lemonade is that... Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's all good. And I got that wart removed. So. That's right. It's all If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm-hmm.